Reflecting on the water As the sun shuts her eyes Don't know why you'll uncover Watch the tide rolling With the moonlight Everything is silent On this wheezy piano night You're listening to Missing Magnolias. Scarlett and Michelle here. And we are excited to do a new segment. Um, Michelle, I think we're gonna call it Michelle's internet search history because Michelle is just plugged into the coolest things online. And this is a little bit of a kind of a hiatus from our usual content. How would you characterize this, Michelle? I don't know, strange and wonderful, I guess is what we should. Yeah, I like, I would say yes. So this is like a ground zero for this, for this type of content. And uh, we are excited to have my friend Paige to help us cover this strange and wonderful content. And hi. Oh, hi, Paige. Paige is joining us from uh, California. She's also from Louisiana. And uh, I think we're gonna have more guests on. It'll be like a variety show. I love it. All right, Paige, in your most dramatic voice, uh, get our listeners ready for what's coming. They hunt in Goodwills and in their parents' attics, looking for their childhood Furbies packed in boxes, marked in Sharpie, Beanie Baby, or VHS tapes, and other has-beens. The plan is to reconstitute old friends into new friends. The newspaper and packing material crunches and crinkles in their frantic scouring until they reach their prize. Despite waking it from its eternal sleep, the Furby is wide awake with its familiar glossy thousand-mile stare. The eyelashes remain intact, which are attached to the eye itself. No one ever questioned its lack of eyelids. Armed with a toolbox of sharp objects, they begin their craft. First step, skin the Furby with scissors or fabric shears. Feel free to decapitate other toys if you can't get your hands on a Furb. Chewbacca Furby was a big hit. Then repaint followed by attaching the spine. If you don't have a coolant pipe, you can also de-spine a teddy bear. After a few cosmetic nips, you are ready to elongate. How wide should the stomach be and how long? Zippers are a nice touch if you want to keep them battery operated. Make sure to fill them with fluff and then hang them close. Adding doll feet and hands is optional and inarguably more unsettling. Enjoy your long boy. It's posable, so put it in a rocking chair, your car dash, Airbnb guest bed, anywhere. Yeah, the, uh, the long boy Furbies are definitely worth, worth discussing. <laughs> That was great. Uh, these are so um, Paige got us ready to discuss uh, where called as long Furbies, which Michelle, um, how long have you been following uh, the long Furby craze, Michelle? It's been a good number of months now. Um, I, I'm always interested in the weird and, and wonderful and however strange I can I can get sign me up. I want to learn about it. And I don't even begin to know how I came upon the Long Furbies somewhere on Reddit. But as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh my God, this is just chef's kiss delicious. <laughs> and you know, it's the exact type of strange that I like. And I don't know where else this belongs other than on a true crime podcast. Cause you know, you've got millennials uh, going home and finding their childhood Furbies and doing some, some weird haberdashery with some scissors. And it's a little bit, it's almost a little bit like the making of a horror movie just the craft process um absolutely and if no. i was a parent and my child came home to mutilate their furby as such i would definitely be concerned about their potential to become a murderer 
Absolutely. And they do just, and I just, I guess I want to start off. I'm really excited by this. I guess I want to start off and say like, there's no shame. Do your weird Furby stuff. I love it. Right. Like I teach a sex offender class and I talk about the difference between fetishes and paraphilias and all of that kind of stuff because I'm very, you know, sex positive, right? We're full, complete humans. We all have some form of um, sexual preference. Yeah, space is sacred. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) And so, you know, do your own thing. However, I am thoroughly entertained and there has to be a sexual component to this long Furby stuff. There just has to be. There is no uh, sexual component to the long Furby, like, you know, with uh, furries, I think, right, where people wear the uh, large animal suits, yep, that thing. Uh, But (laughs) just for enjoyment and um, maybe mental health, making these, these long Furbies. Yeah, it well, looks it's to be you that guys way. on that because when I was doing my Furby research, I watched. I don't even want to admit how long this video was, but I watched a very in-depth step-by-step of a girl making her own long Furby to add to her fur family, and uh, you know, it being a sexual thing didn't really cross my mind when I was watching it with her. But now I'm tempted to go back and rewatch it with that in mind. Because, uh, yeah, maybe there is something something there to that. But for her, it really just seemed like a, a way to make something really, really unsettling out of something that was already pretty unsettling. Absolutely, yes. There's a push to um, give them fanciful names and to make them sort of like a, have preferences and be like a part of the family, from what I can see. <laughs> And people of the internet either love or hate, hate them. It's, I think it's very polarizing. You either love these long Furbies or you hate them. They've got hands. If you can sit on your phone and Google, they've, a lot of them have like doll hands attached to them, just to add to the mental image. <laughs> I've seen one that I particularly enjoyed where in which it had like mannequin hands. It had like full sized human hands on the long Furby and they took it out to the park and they put it on one of those little ponies that the kid, on the springs the kids ride and on the slide and it, I, I just loved it deeply, the, the giant hands on the tiny Furby. And people seem really excited to, to bring these long Furbies into their everyday activities. At the end of that video I watched, there was about five minutes dedicated to this girl bringing her Furby to downtown wherever she lived and just giving it like the best day ever. I was a little, I was a little bit jealous. That Furby was like living its life. Yeah, and I guess for our generation, if you don't have kids, if you don't have pets, you don't have a succulent, long Furby is how you get that, you know, maternal instinct and pass it on. So I have kids, pets, and succulents and just go straight to long Furby. Particularly- but wasn't that sort of the case with regular Furbies in the first? <laughs> I mean, they were pretty polarizing already. They were, they were unsettling from the get-go and me, me as like a weird child, that's all I wanted was a sure. was an unsettling thing to love. Did you have a long Furby? Oh. I never had one. Did you have a Furby, Michelle? No, no, I, had, I had a short Furby. You had a short Furby. Okay, that was Paige. Yeah. Did you have a Furby? I had a, I had a regular sized Furby. I had two of them. I remember my grandma bought me one, um, the original gray Furby. And then I got a baby Furby, which uh, I think it just talked like a baby. That was the only, maybe it was like two inches smaller than the regular size Furby. And uh, a, a defining moment of pride for me was teaching them to tell each other to shut up. <laughs> you could stick them in a circle, right? And then they would all talk to each other. 
And if you left the room, they could still be talking to each other and carrying on. It's great. Absolutely. I think we uncovered online too, at one point the NSA like banned them from their property because they were a potential listening device. Imagine that's your plan to get top secret <laughs> advice. Like, all right, guys, we each have a Furby in our trench coat. We're gonna go in and just hope that it picks up and then repeats vital information. <laughs> Simpler times. Now everything listen. So I guess for me, if I had to choose, you know, and I think now there's some like, you know, there's so many accounts now with these long Furbies, but there's some that I guess are maybe now classic or, you know, if this continues, maybe they'll be like retro long Furbies because uh, <laughs> some of them are more, uh, they circulate more frequently. But the most terrifying one to me is the one that I think's like, it's in the door frame and it's almost like uh, human, human size, if you can imagine. <laughs> It's like a bean sack and it looks like a like a buff swole dude from the gym. Just imagine coming home from that and seeing that in somebody's apartment. This giant long Furby. How you, you know terrified by the Furby face that was sewn onto like it looked like a pillow made out of pieces of skin or something with just a Furby face. I don't even think it had arms or legs. They didn't even attempt to humanize it. And I tell you, this is the thing that like people I think were historically worried about. Like the world is, is going to be, you know, so bizarre that there will be people out there with their stuffed animals, like having uh, this weird perverted time of their life. Like, I think that's like an old person, like worry manifested. They didn't know, they didn't know it would be a long party and they didn't know how to express it. But like, this is the thing that they feared. But I, I think it's a, you know, um, my day to day is full of like really dark, terrible things. And I think that it is a, a very beautiful thing that you can make your long furbies and you can go out in the world with your long furbies and like people won't probably try and murder you for that. Like, you know, it, 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 hell yeah, do your weird thing, right? Like it's awesome that we live in a society where we can like be okay with that. It makes me think of Sid from Toy Story because when you watch it as a kid, He's really framed as the villain when he mutilates all those toys. But then as people got older, they said, hey, wait a minute. I also tore up my toys to make new toys. And, you know, that was just me being creative and expressing myself. Maybe Sid's not such a bad guy. He didn't know the toys were sentient. So as long as the Furbies haven't had a soul all along, it's pretty, I think it's pretty harmless. But, and based on that, that thousand mile stare, they probably don't have a soul. So we're probably good. Well, Michelle is a, a big fan of the creepy dolls and who doesn't love creepy dolls, I know. Uh, so I feel like there's a home for the long Furby somewhere among the, the dolls that are missing limbs and eyes, but Michelle has taken so generously taken them in and loved them and given them homes. Michelle, are you gonna make a long Furby? Cause this sounds like a buildup to you making a long Furby. I have no intention of making a long Furby. Well, no one do, you're, that's right, you don't start out. <laughs> with that plan, but who knows where my future will take me. I will say that I do send many long Furby pictures to my friends, to men that I have started to date. As um, we all should send those photos to men. Absolutely. To, to men that I no longer wish to date, they also get long Furbies. It's sort of like a gauge, like how are you gonna handle this? I think I just sent you the Easter one. I think I'm starting to move camps because I'm now looking for the ho holiday and seasonal long Furbies on Instagram and seeing what's, you know, what's out there. So I, I'm starting to move camps slowly. You know, something I found out in my research 
actually, I think I was talking to Jesse about this poor guy and he maybe learned this on his own, but with 3d printers now, a lot of people aren't even using their old Furbies. You can just 3d print the faceplate. So I wonder if there's a division in the the long Furby community between people who are purist and only will use the 1998 Mattel, I think it was Mattel Furby versus people who are 3D printing its face and putting it on the bodies of these grotesque bodies. I would love to hear an argument between like those two sides. <laughs> I would bet there are purists. In the same way that like, I'm not gonna buy a baby doll at the second hand store and cut off his head, right? right. The, head, the head has to already be there. Surely they follow, many people follow that same protocol with their long parties. I wonder if there's like a cabbage patch doll, like, you know, some, right? Or beanie babies. <laughs> oh, beanie babies. I heard that, um, you know, like the Princess Diana beanie baby, the purple bear is worth a lot of money, but I've heard that the um, the, the beads in there, they're, they're like good spiders, like is an issue now, because I guess, yeah. so they can just be bursting with like spiders. Oh my God, so. no, no, <laughs> no. I love that, that's terrifying. Princess I saw a trunk of Beanie Babies at a garage sale when me and Jesse moved from Louisiana. I finally was like, I'm not hanging on to these. And I sold a trunk to this guy that showed up at the garage sale. And this guy who was in his early 20s, he saw this trunk of Beanie Babies and he squatted next to it. And he went, oh God, my girlfriend said if I brought any more home, that was it. But I have to do it. And he bought that whole trunk. And to this day, I wonder about this man and his addiction to Beanie Babies. That's so bad that his girlfriend has like drawn the line. Yeah, maybe he's hoping for the Princess Diana beanie baby. This is like his origin story, the day he <laughs> bought the trunk full of beanie babies. Yeah. He's one of those cars, like, you know, you see they're all in the back seat in the window and you can't even see out the window. It's just beanie babies. That's his car. It's his car. Cool. Yeah. Don't get in that car. Or do get in that car. I don't know. Probably don't get in that car. Michelle's like, don't get in that car. Bad advice. Don't get in there. Isn't it interesting how we're so eager to um, cling to these pieces of our sort of innocence, but we don't want to keep them pure. We want to manufacture them in some way. That there, that has to be saying something about our generation. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I don't know if I could take a like childhood toy and uh, decapitate it with scissors for crafts. I'm sure I could, but it's just a little, it's a little bit weird, right? That act of you know going through your most prized childhood memorabilia and refashioning it. Um, but Michelle, you were saying, you know, it's, it says something about the generation that wants to kind of mutilate their childhood toy. But I say it says something about the generation that just wanted a Furby in the first place. Cause there's so many reasons that that toy should not have worked. Like it was obnoxious. It was expensive. I remember it was like really mechanical and like felt very ahead of its time but you couldn't kill it you take the batteries out and that thing would keep going so the fact that we were even so drawn to those furbies in the first place i think is a little says something about maybe just how disturbing <laughs> millennials can be we were like oh i want that that unkillable my furby was hot pink so mine was like extra just extra extra wasn't allowed to have a furby for some reason don't even know Wow, that just at all, just at all. Yeah, I guess maybe they were thinking. You know, I, we had dial-up, we had the computer. I, you know, so maybe they were thinking the the uh, Furby was like the gateway drug or something into this world of technology. I don't know. I have to ask. 
wow. Absolutely. Yeah, ask and report back. I love the idea of that. And I mean, it follows through with the reasons that people went to such extremes to say, don't keep Barbies because they're listening. Like we still, we follow that today, right? Don't have um, smartphones or any other smart devices, Alexa and all of that, because they're listening, they're listening. I mean, they very well may be, right? That's also possible. But we let the world in all the time, all day, every day, right? And that generation that was fearful of the Furby is the generation that's like consuming all of their news on Facebook. That's a really good point. I wonder what this uh, this next generation, the Zoomers, you know, how if they're going to embrace the, the Furbies or do they even, are they a part of this long Furby craze? Do they have the, can they contextualize the way the Furbies that we have and how they've been repurposed in this way? Things for the future or a Black Mirror episode. Yes. And I would love a, a, a what, I wonder what long Furby consumers call themselves. Do we know that? Do they have a name? I thought we did know that. Um, we'll have to report back. I would love to know sort of what's the motivation? What, what's, in, what's in this thing you got going on? And uh, do you know someone who bangs your long Furby? Because like somebody's banging the long Furby. <laughs> if those, if that sect exists, I don't think they're super eager to talk about it. Probably. Well, I accept you, long Furby banger. I accept you. All. <laughs> you know, I live in Santa Cruz County. If anyone was going to be very open about their sexual relationship with a mutilated stuffed toy, it would be here. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open and be like, hey, there's a safe space where you can share how you feel to you a captive audience. Exactly, that's wonderful. And you should put old school flyers up. Like, yeah, with my phone number on them. <laughs> yeah. my picture, just call me and tell me about it. Michelle was following another really great thread the one with the guy that contracted a sinus infection, or actually I think he had to have surgery uh, for sniffing uh, women's, was it hosiery? He had that, yeah. that sex fetish and then has to basically have some sort of sinus reconstruction because it's so bad. And he oh my gosh. read it for medical advice. How much underwear do you have to sniff for that to be an issue? Although I had a friend who ate so much sour candy that it eroded like part of her mouth and she went to the doctor and they said, oh my God, this is only possible if you pretty much live on sour candy. She was like, well, that's the case. So I guess, you know, anything in excess is just <laughs> bad for you. Well, who knows? Maybe doctors are going to get some sort of weird long Furby related issues. And I'm not sure if I yeah, want to know what that's like. Like. Instead of flyers asking people to just come forward, we have to start investigating with doctors and seeing what they've heard. Although I'm pretty sure they can't share that info. It's such an untapped subculture, man. Somebody needs to do their investigative report for this. Sorry, there are over 100,000 self-identifying lunars out there, they say. I don't really know how we get those statistics. Oh, I haven't read, I haven't read the, the evidence-based research on that. But from what I hear, there's a good number of people who like to blow up balloons and bang people. So, you know, now's your chance, Long Furbies. You're, 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 you won't be alone. Is that the call to action from this episode? Is that the long Furbers? I don't know what they're called. The law, the, the whatevers need to, to just come forward and, and be more open so that people feel comfortable with their 
their safe choices. Absolutely. Right. As long as we're not hurting somebody else or ourselves, you know, go to town. We have such a, 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 a sex stigma in the United States. We're so very behind on a lot of um, just the consensus about what's like acceptable and healthy and safe. Um, just like the, the nylon sniffer, like he didn't, he or she did, or they did not tell their doctor, I don't think like what they were doing. And I mean, reasonably so, because who wants to tell their doctor that? But like now your sinuses are deformed maybe forever because you had some weird virus that transformed into some kind of athlete's foot of the nose, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the equivalent of athlete's foot, but for like panty nose, that would be, yeah, panty nose. Panty nose. <laughs> Got another case of panty nose, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess the weird part is Michelle would probably know a lot of these sexual like uh, fetishes develop somewhere in your childhood. So it's just more interesting that like with the balloon, you know, the people that have the balloon fetish, how that like transpired that moment in your childhood and how, it, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, my understanding is that, um, you know, they're still trying to figure out how we form these, these attractions and these fetishes that we think that, you know, um, arousal generally has can have a lasting impact on our, our brain development and so some of that fear arousal can get mixed in or transformed into into a positive experience we take a negative and make it a positive which is you know a wonderful thing um but then people face a lot of, of stigma and worry and can struggle you know forming healthy relationships and finding partners and we know the number one cause of serial offending is rejection mm. um, so that not that people who are sexually rejected will become serial killers. That's not what I'm saying. But like, you know, it can make your life really hard when you feel like you're not accepted by the world or whatever your thing may be. So it can be dangerous. Yeah, these people making these long Furbies, they need this, they need this outlet, just like everyone needs an outlet. It just so happens that all of our outlets are not making long Furbies, thank God. I think they should wait for that to be a craze. <laughs> you know, like with this pandemic, the cardboard people, what if they re instead of cardboard people, I don't know if you've seen it, like sporting events and stuff. Yeah. What if oh they my God, long Furbies. No. <laughs> they pan the camera and it's just long Furbies in the <laughs> stadium. It'd be great. No. Long Furby mosh pit. No. <laughs> I think there needs to be a marriage between those two ideas, if, if any of the writers are looking. Um, well, cool. Uh, this was great. And I hope to get more long Furby intel from Michelle or from Paige and to keep spreading the long Furby joy. Yeah, long Furby love for everyone. Long Furb for everyone. Break The bumper stickers will be Break for Long Furb and True Crime Podcast. Yeah, that's great. And the bumper sticker can have long arms, tiny hands, <laughs> kind of reach out. Cool. Okay. And then I guess uh, stay tuned for this next segment. Hopefully we can have Paige back on again, uh, maybe to cover another one of these or at any point. We've got some interesting, more interesting stuff on Michelle's phone that she's glued into. So stay tuned. <laughs>